Welcome to Conlangery, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley. It's the beginning of the year, and as usual, I'm going to do a short talking about last year's Lexember event. I retweet and reblog people's words all month from the Conlangery Twitter and Tumblr accounts, and I just want to highlight a few people whose words I especially liked, or a few interesting things that I found along the way. First of all, I would like to see a trend I saw that was interesting. Uh, Following the overall trend that's been going on with Twitter recently, a lot of people on there shared their words using images. Those ranged from screenshots of dictionary entries to beautiful little definition cards with lots of information on them. Um, uh, Looks like those were formatted actually for Twitter specifically. Um, It's a really nice way to present the info and get around character limits. The only thing I will say is it might not be ideal for accessibility if you're, you know, interested in blind people being able to read your definitions. Um, So I just wanted to throw out there, I have recently heard that Twitter has an image description feature. So that might be something useful to turn on for next year if you want to still use your images and make sure that everybody can enjoy your words. Uh, So anyway, moving on to that. Um... There was somewhat of a theme this year of world building through conlanging. In a sense, whenever you are building the lexicon of a naturalistic language, the story of the con culture needs to be in your mind. But I saw a few really great examples of people using Lexember to illustrate something about a con culture. One that sticks out immediately is Zeke Fordsmender. Uh, full disclosure, he is a patron. Uh, but he created a lot of vocabulary about date farming. He clearly researched a lot about dates, producing words for parts of date palm trees, stages in the growth and processing of dates, and awesome, often some odd things that related date terminology to camel terminology in unexpected ways. Uh, I don't recall the exact meaning, but I think there was one word that meant um, a a date that was ready to be picked and a pregnant camel or something like that. Uh, and there were others doing this. Uh, Twitter user Meg C or uh, Separatrices, I don't know is if that's correct, um, also did some research on plant life. Her words were more general, indicating classes of plant life used for different purposes, various shapes and flowers, and some terms for legumes submitted one day. Uh, Early on, she talked about how she was trying to figure out whether her con people would be aware of pollen, and what she found out about it in the real world. It's credited to some Europeans in the 1700s, but there may have been earlier knowledge. So, uh, that's something... I saw someone else doing it. I've, I've, I've had that sort of thing happen as well, is that I'm looking to create a certain word, and I have to think, well, um, is this, you know, it happens a lot with animal and plant life, is, is like, is this something that would be around in the area where my cod culture lives? Or with technology, or 
scientific knowledge? Is this something that, given the general, like, abilities of these people, would they know about this? It's good to research that a little bit. Wikipedia is your friend on that. Um, Christoph Grancier-Kuvitz, an occasional guest on this show, has always had very detailed Tumblr posts about his Lexember words. And he had about a week's worth of words for, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, it's Hatoyepi, is that right? Um, focusing on the importance of names and the naming ceremony in this cult con culture, including a word that began as a word for a nameless child, which became so commonly used as a pejorative equivalent to stupid person, that it was replaced in its original meaning. Another word came to mean uh, a nameless child. Uh, that's a, and that's a common process in real languages. Some, some word becomes pejorative to, to such a degree that um, you have to actually find something to replace it. Or becomes not just pejorative, or it could be, becomes like... Um, a taboo word in some other way. There's lots of things like that can happen. Uh, Tumblr, Tumblr user, user languages of Galhaf. I don't know. It's, it's Galhaf or Galiaf or, or what that's supposed to be. Um, did a lot of good general world building in their submissions. They started off with some kinship terms, which is always a language culture inter intersection that tells a lot about your culture, and moved on to a few other things, including a name for unnamed god, so a reference to the religion and some discussion of the religion, and there were some words for political titles that also got into, like, the history and the political structure of uh, the places where this language is spoken in a fictional world. Margaret Ransdell Green, who is also a patron, uh, wrote up a piece on gender in one of her cultures to illustrate why one of her words applied to gender. She had a word that uh, she had a word that means like spectrum or cline or it's sort of category, but uh, but you know maybe fuzzier categories. And she made a special note in there that. It's used to refer to gender a lot. And then she, you know, had a link out to talking about, okay, how these people view gender and uh, they view it sort of as a spectrum and such. And so um, that was uh, an interesting thing to see. Um, there are a few other interesting things from particular conlangers that weren't necessarily on this world building theme. Tumblr user Sope has a conlang with a logographic strip that is similar to Chinese. So, of course, all of the words come with interesting graphic etymologies. Um, so, just like with Chinese, this language has a small number of radicals that you can combine to create more characters. And so, with every word, it seemed like the you would see... Um, like what the different parts of the character mean. And the there was some explanation a little bit about like why these different parts were put together and giving the etymology of 
the character. Um, I don't know. I don't recall seeing like etymologies for the words, which um, just to say in the real world with Chinese, the etymology of the word, the root is separate from the etymology of the character. I'm presuming that uh, in Sopis language, that's the same kind of situation too. You'll also find places where I retweeted some definitions that had an interesting range with one word covering a lot of different senses in a realistic way. Um, you can go back through our Twitter and Tumblr timelines. Both those usernames are conlangery. So just look for conlangery on Twitter, conlangery on Tumblr, and you'll see what I shared. Um, I may have a few special links in, in here. Before I go, I want to talk about a couple of things. First, Patreon never actually implemented the fee change I discussed last month. Uh, enough users complained that they decided that it was a bad idea and went back on it. Uh, we'll still have the Patreon, but I have opened a couple of other options, particularly for people who would prefer to make a one-time donation rather than the Patreon uh, monthly subscription. So coffee allows you to donate $3 whenever you like. Uh, we will also have a Flatter account, meaning that if you use Flatter, which uh, Flatter is like a thing where you put in a certain amount of money for each month, and basically as you read things online, and if they have Flatter, you can... Um, say, like, I like this, I want to send some part of my money to that, then at the end of the month, they will divide up your money, however much you're putting into Flutter, among different things that you like. So if you happen to use that, then that's one option you can, you can do if you want to support us. Finally, I have been working with Pete Bleakley, and the Conlang Sources Wiki to provide transcripts of all our podcasts. Because I don't have a lot of time for transcribing or the money to hire a human transcriber, I have original scripts for my sh shorts, and I am working on getting machine transcripts of other episodes for people to correct themselves. I want, um, if possible, I want to try to crowdsource this and get other people to get on that wiki uh, and uh, and help me correct those. Um, at present, only the most recent full episodes have starter transcripts to work for them. The earlier episodes were done with Pete's own, like, homemade uh, transcription script, which didn't get really great results. But the later episodes, and I'm trying to, you know, as I go, um, start pushing back with that. I have paid for high-quality automatic transcripts. They're still done by a machine, so they're not great, but the they're um, better than a lot of options that I would have. Um, and uh, the ones that have speakers... I tried to detect when the speaker changed. Those are the ones that are the better quality ones that might be easier to start correcting from. Um, but if you are interested in doing that, first you can look at the 
episode that where I first interviewed uh, KBOM. That one I had have corrected myself, so you can look at that as a format guide. There might be one or two odd things that you might want to correct anyway there, but th that's a good guide. Um, it would really help us and many of the listeners, I'm sure, to have transcripts available. So if you have the time, if you're interested in sort of volunteering time to do that, give it a shot. Find find your favorite episode. Hopefully it's one of the ones I have a, a decent starter for you to, to work from. Um, and also, um, if you run into things, obviously, like... Uh, I can't guarantee that we'll ever be able to transcribe all of the top of the show greetings because not everybody sent me that in uh, in uh, Romanized text. They, 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 not everyone actually sent me the text of what they translated, uh, but some people did. So tag that. Tag any foreign language examples that you don't know because, you know, I understand that I will probably have to do the Ho-Chunk examples myself, probably have to do anything that's one of my conlangs myself. Obviously, that's going to be uh, a thing. But otherwise, you know, if you want to, do what you can. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And for anyone continuing the Lexember spirit with what people are calling Lexstream 2018, um, uh, as a few people are, um, uh, I will be watching that, uh, though I won't be tweeting quite as much as those. It's going to be more of, uh, if I see that and I think it's a particularly good one, I'll, I'll, I'll share it. But, you know, I'm not going to be going crazy like I did with Lexember and just like trying to get something every day show somebody's stuff every day. I'm planning to have full episodes again starting in February, but um and we have one planned. I believe we are going to be talking to I'm going to be uh talking to Joey Windsor and we're going to talk about a little bit about what he talked about in his uh LCC talk and using um linguistic theory, applying that to conlanging. Something that we kind of edge around a little bit usually, so might be an interesting discussion. And so, uh, until then, I'm just going to say happy conlang. Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Our web space is provided by the Language Creation Society. Our site was designed by Bianca Richards, and our theme music is by Null Device. Conlangery is under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike license. You are free to use our show for any non-commercial work as long as credit is provided to Conlangery Podcast and you use a similar Creative Commons license. Conlangery is supported by our listeners. Please visit patreon.com slash conlangery to give your support. Thank you.